You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, I have Kent with me, so I'm going to say, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. This is... (laughs) a podcast explosion of the laboratory joining the editor's show. The laboratory was nice enough to let us on the Arrowhead Pride podcast channel. They've been doing such a good job for so many months. Uh, So now we are combining forces for this big schedule show. Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, here with Ken Swanson, Matt Lane, Craig Stout, and John Dixon. The Chiefs 2020 schedule is out. So we're going to break down this thing four games at a time, starting with the first quadrant. It goes Texans at Chargers at Ravens, Patriots. Kent, when you look at the first quadrant, what jumps out? Well, I'm I'm glad that the Chiefs are seeing these teams early for a variety of different reasons. You know, I, I like you know these are the, there's I think there's three really tough football teams in here. The Patriots, I'm not sleeping on. The Ravens, the Texans. I like that. You know, if we're going to find out if run it back really matters, we're going to find out if that continuity really matters because this is a really tough early slate. But the Chiefs should be well positioned to to run through these teams and have a lot of success. Three and one, four and zero, not out of the question because you know we've got that continuity that we everybody's talking about. Let's see what happens. Maddie, what did you think of the first four games? Well, I mean, really, I'm a little disappointed we didn't break down the preseason schedule. I thought we were off the top rope. But no. So this first four games, I like it. I think the Ravens team is obviously the probably the best team you're going to play all year long. I like getting it done early, just like last year, see what the team is made of and what they need to fix, and they have the rest of the year to do so. But outside the Ravens, those first four, I see – Three other games the Chiefs should win pretty handily. I'm not afraid of a Jarrett Stidham-led Patriots anymore. I know Bill Belichick. <laughs> I think the Texans' spirit was broke last year in the playoffs. So I, I think the other three games are very winnable, so I like that start for the Chiefs. Craig? Uh, I am overjoyed by getting to play Bill O'Brien in week one and to hang a <laughs> banner in front of him after he blew that lead. I believe Kent even tweeted out that the Chiefs can continue their 51-7 to run yep. from the playoff <laughs> game against the Texans. I am ecstatic that that is week one. I like getting uh, 10 days before they play the Chargers, and then another eight days before they get to play the Ravens. These games are a little spaced out early, going to kind of help them get integrated there because they are going to be better prepared than a lot of these teams. By having that little extra time, we know what Andy Reid could do with that. I think that in the tougher part of the schedule here, that that's a really nice thing to have that spacing in there. John, what did you think of the first four? Well, I, I think I agree. I think these are three winnable games for sure, maybe four. The only downside I see, and I see this throughout the schedule, there's a lot of coast-to-coast travel in successive games where you're going from Los Angeles to Baltimore in the case of these first four games. Later on, we'll see that happening again. But, you know, uh, that might be as much a a matter of the divisions we have to be playing this year as anything. And you can't get a a schedule that doesn't have those kinds of problems someplace. So, yeah, I like the first quarter of the, the season just fine. 
there was some teasing that maybe the Chiefs would be playing on Monday night football. And I'm glad that we get this game early. I'm hoping that fans can be there on Thursday night. And it's an isolated game, too. So that means DeAndre Hopkins can get his Chiefs jersey on and his Chiefs hat and watch <laughs> as the Chiefs maybe get an opportunity to roll over the Texans on banner night. You're right. I mean, you look at these three games with, you know, Watson, and then you get Lamar Jackson right away. The, the football mind that is Bill Belichick, that is horse pill to me to swallow right at the beginning. And if you can make it out of there three and one or four and oh, you got to feel pretty good about this whole run it back movement to kind of yeah. tie it up. Let's go to the next quadrant Raiders at Bills at Broncos and Jets. We'll do a snake. So, John, Raiders, Bills, Broncos, <laughs> Jets, what do you think about this? Well, I'm already in, on record as saying the Raiders are going to get slaughtered in, in that home game. Um, it's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, wow. Uh, the Bills could be a tough team this year. And, um, you know, they're playing them in prime time on a Thursday night game. That's going to be a tough game. I think the Denver game is going to be tough. I'm on record there, too. Um, you know, they've got enough new weapons that if uh, Drew Locke plays well, they could be a tough team to beat in Denver. And then, you know, the Jets, J-E-T-S, goodbye. <laughs> Who was it, Thomas Jones? Or who said J-E-T-E? Oh, no, Tony Richardson, right? J-E-T-E, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, Craig, <laughs> what do you think about this quad? I think that this has the toughest game in the schedule. I think that Thursday night game at Buffalo is Short arguably rest. the toughest game in this schedule. But I do like that the Chiefs don't have to travel to Denver and to Buffalo late in the season here. October, mm. mid-October is not going to be extremely cold, probably in Buffalo or in Denver there. So I th think the Chiefs dodged a bit of a bullet not having to play against the weather there in some of these cold weather games. They get them a little early. Those are tough games, but I'd rather play them earlier in the season than play them later. Matt? For me, and I think you're going to see it throughout the whole schedule, is if you split up the season into quarters like this, into four weeks, I think you kind of get the best four teams the Chiefs are playing spread out through each kind of quarter of the schedule. So we've already talked about the Ravens. Now we have the Bills. As we keep going, it's really split up. So I like for every four games, I think you're really only seeing one other Super Bowl contender. I think that kind of spreads out the real high-tier challenges throughout the whole season, which I really like. Outside that, I'm with Craig. I didn't want to go to Buffalo. Denver's always kind of tricky if you get in there in December. So I like putting both of them earlier in the season here. Don't have to go up there to those cold weather games and watch those fans jump through tables right before a game. <laughs> I was about to say, you're talking about best teams. Cue the two losses in the first eight games being to Tyrod Taylor and Sam Darnold. So, uh, Kent, what do you think? Uh, I think I said on the, on, the, on the laboratory podcast on Wednesday – the Bills, man, keep an eye on them. Yeah. I think that's yeah. I think that is one of the few losses that the Chiefs have. I think very short rest. Buffalo is going to be lit. I'm telling you, that place is gonna be nuts. They have a legitimate chance. If they start hot, this this could be a really interesting game, a really big test for this football team, and they're gonna have to bring the energy on a short week if they want to come out of Buffalo with a victory. Now, is Buffalo, when you look at the whole schedule, Kent, as far as surprise teams go, quote-unquote trap yeah. games, is this the one team yeah. that you can say, okay, we got to see people this do, People need to not – yeah, people, people can't be sleeping on Buffalo. I think they've done a really good job building that roster. Obviously, Josh Allen has, has had his flaws. He's got his issues, and he's cost them some games. 
But uh, this is still a good football team. Whether or not Josh Allen plays well, I still think that this team is terrifying on both sides of football. They've got a lot you got to like about them. You got week nine against the Carolina Panthers, and then week 10 is a bye week. Good bye week for the Chiefs. I don't think you want it too early. I don't think you want it too late. So they get rested, and that is as perfect a place it's going to be. So Panthers, the bye at Raiders, at Bucks, and then the Denver Broncos at Arrowhead Stadium. Kent, we'll go back to you. Any thoughts about this quadrant? Yeah, I can't wait for week 10 because that means we all get to sleep. Um, but, but also, you know, here's the thing, you know, Tom Brady turns 43 this year Mm. and we've seen the regression uh, of older quarterbacks. They fall off a cliff. I mean, it just, they just, they just fall fast. What are we going to get out of a Tom Brady on November 29th after three quarters of a rigorous season? I'm very fascinated to see what we're going to get. And it's on a short week because I believe they play on Monday night the week before. I'm very curious to see if what kind of Tom Brady the Chiefs will be playing in Tampa Bay that late in the season. And maybe that's part of the reason he moved to Tampa, so that those old muscles can be nice and warm late in the year. Uh, Matt, let's continue All old on. people go to Florida. All old <laughs> people go to Florida. So I was thinking we should throw it to Craig and he could, you know, fill us in on why everybody moves to Florida. But no, so for me, that Buccaneers game, <laughs> at the end of the season. That's the big one to watch because while, yeah, Tom Brady might be slipping a little bit later in the season, they also have a lot of new pieces. At that point in time, you'd think a veteran team with Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, getting Rob Gronkowski back, these guys are going to start to gel a little bit. So the Buccaneers team you play, you know, later in the season is going to be a lot better than the September or October team that you'd be seeing out there. So I think that's a big test, especially if everyone's still in game shape and ready to go. I like it being at the end of the season. I like having some really hard tests at the end of the year going into the playoffs. I like that it follows the bye week and not the hardest of opponents right beforehand, but the Chiefs really focus on it. So I think that's the biggest game that I've circled, even as soon as I saw the opponent's list and we saw kind of how the free agency shook out. So I'm excited where it is. As far as everything else there, though, it looks like a lot of winnable games. Again, splitting it up into fourths one major game each quarter of the season, and then you just got to deal with your divisional opponents and you're good to go. And you get Christian McCaffrey in that quadrant. I imagine he's a big protein shake guy, so you got to like that in that, in that section as well. Uh, Craig, what do you think of this? I, I, that Panthers game was scary to me. I said that on the lab earlier this week, but I love the fact that it's coming after the Jets and right before a bye. The Chiefs are probably going to blow out the Jets. So with that being said, they might get a little extra rest get to go play the Panthers and be able to go a little bit more all out, take a few more hits knowing that they had the buy there. But I also really like that the NFL did the chiefs a little bit of a favor here, the chargers, the Broncos and the Raiders, every single one of those games that the chiefs traveled this year have at least 10 days of rest before them. So the, the NFL really gave the chiefs a little bit of a favor for the division I really enjoy that. I think the Chiefs are going to come out, slaughter the Raiders just like they are earlier in the season, like John said, and be able to turn around and be fully prepared for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) Nice. John, what do you think? Well, I'm more worried about the Panthers game than I am the Buccaneers game. I I just feel like Brady was one step from the cliff uh, at the end of last season. and I I just, you know, he played so poorly in the playoffs. You know, if that's going to be the the last significant game he plays 
of that season, it, it's not a good look for the next season. But I could be wrong. You know, we've had we've seen this happen before, where a, a, an older quarterback gets jettisoned by the team before and comes and 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 does a good job at the next team. We saw it with Montana. We saw it with Peyton Manning. But I just think that more often than not, these things do not work out very well, and that's what I'm seeing with Tom Brady. That's just me. Yeah, I I think at this point in the season, uh, to Craig, your point, the NFL did not need to do the Chiefs any favors in the division, and here they are, (laughs) and they're set up perfectly to just continue its dominance. And by this point in the schedule, you'd expect them, I mean, their Super Bowl favorites to be rolling. That Broncos game, week 13, quick math here tells you, they're probably at that point, what, six or six and seven, seven and six. This is a team that this game is going to be their big game. Doesn't it feel like that Sunday night is going to be like, here's the Broncos chance to get back in the West. And then the Patrick Mahomes is probably going to win. And it'll be another year of the continued dominance of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that is what it's is setting up there. That game's getting flexed, though. Down, like, let's be down. honest. <laughs> but. By that point, by that point in the season, the Broncos and Chiefs is probably not going to be all that interesting. It's probably getting flexed, is my guess. You don't think that the entire nation wants to watch the Chiefs win the division in Week 13? <laughs> <laughs> Could be I, what we're looking at. Yeah. My, I look at Chiefs and Buccaneers, and and it, to me, it has to be a game that CBS must have have taken and said, "You're not going to flex this to." A night game. I just, I know what you guys are saying about Tom Brady. I agree to it to an extent, but that just feels like it should be a primetime game. So I think it stays in that slot regardless of how the Buccaneers do this season. I'm eager to see how how it pans out. I I think it's a big game for the legacy of Patrick Mahomes because I've made this point on another podcast or a radio show. I don't even remember. I'm I'm backwards now, but I just think (laughs) a decade and a half, two decades from now, you're going to want to have at least a 500 record against the last goat as Patrick Mahomes tries to pass Brady. I don't think you'd want Brady to be three and one against him. And I get there's different circumstances, but I think that'll be a conversation in 2035. So I'd like to see the Chiefs win that game. <laughs> going to the last quadrant, Matt, I'm going to start with you because I know you're on a shorter clock than everybody else. It goes at Dolphins, at Saints. Falcons and Chargers, you had mentioned before that there were four teams in each quadrant that stuck out. So if you could name those four teams now that we've gotten to the last one and then just tell me what you think about the last four games. Yeah, so you, the first quadrant, you got the Ravens. The second one, you have the Bills. Then you have the Buccaneers, I think. Like I said, I'm, with, I'm of the feeling that the Buccaneers are going to be a solid team, but you never know. Tom Brady could, Peyton Manning his last year, not be that team. And then you only have those three real good teams. And then finally, the New Orleans Saints. I love getting to go into the Superdome in December to play the Saints. That's a place where the Chiefs should really shine on offense. I think that's actually the best place for the Chiefs to play later in the year. And then ending the season with two home games against the Chargers and the Falcons is also a great way to end the season. We talked a little bit about that Broncos home game and what was it, week 13. And then now you end the season with the Chargers. Like you have two home games against the division to end. If it's close at all, having two home games later in the season, like that's a real good step up or a leg up that the Chiefs are going to have to keep or seal the division or climb back into it. So overall, like I'm not a big schedule guy. I think you just got to play the teams you're going to play no matter what. It doesn't matter when you play them. But once you break it out, the schedule looks fairly good for the Chiefs just in terms of when and where they play certain teams. I'll go to Craig here. I had a quick point about the Falcons and the Chargers being at Arrowhead to end the season first, though. 
I just feel like in recent years, and I don't know if this has been a Chiefs push, they just have a fortunate December when it comes to home games. And I know that sometimes they'll end away, but it always feels like, all right, the boys are coming home for this final push. And, and, it, and it really played that way again. All right, Craig, going to you now for the final four games. You talked about the NFL doing the Chiefs a little bit of a favor with the division there and making it easy on them. This is a very easy finish to the season, I feel like. Yes, that Saints game is tough, but the Dolphins, Falcons, and Chargers are all should be very winnable games for the Chiefs. They can close on a very, very high note there. Mm -hmm. I really like the way that this shaped up at the end. The types of games that they have to go on the road, again, are not cold weather games there. I will say this one last thing about the the schedule here. There are five mid-afternoon games and six noon games. As somebody who has followed the Chiefs for as long as I have, I'm not used to them being good, not trying to, you know, not getting these featured time slots. The the lack of noon games bothers me. I'm, I, I want to wake up, eat breakfast, get ready, and watch a noon football game. And for the majority of this year, I'm not going to get to. So that's, that's my little old man rant right there to, uh, to close it out. We're all writers on the site, and as the years go on in this grand partnership we all have together, we're doing more and more. So this looks like less and less sleep with all these primetime games. Yeah, <laughs> not something that I'm happy about. John, yeah. uh, what do you think of the final four games? Well, I, I agree with what Craig was just saying. This is a, a nice, easy finish to the season. You know, the Saints game is going to be tough, but it's not going to matter a lot. Uh, a non-conference opponent, in the last quarter of the season, followed by another one that you're playing at home. I mean, I think that Saints game will be a great game. I'm looking forward to seeing it. But if the Chiefs should end up dropping it on the road, it's not likely to have a big effect on the season. You know, I, I can't think of another season recently when there has only been one division opponent in the last quarter of the season. This looks much unlike any NFL schedule I've seen for the Chiefs for a very long time. Uh, normally, you've got all that stuff all in the back end of the season, but there's two AFC West opponents in the quadrant before. You know, they're just they're just spread out all over the place. It's not what they it's not what they normally do. And I also think this schedule does not look flexible to me. They they kept talking about how they were doing all this stuff to make the the schedule flexible so they could mess around with it if the season ended up starting late or something. I don't see it. It looks like a regular <laughs> yeah. schedule to me. Yeah, I, th I think that was a point that we all hit. It was kind of unique in the sense that maybe they could flex a lot of things out. And, and you're right. It doesn't look like you could move too much around in this thing. And to your point on the divisions, the Chargers are in the first and last quadrant and they play the Broncos and Raiders two times each in the middle eight games. So that's how mm -hmm. it stacks up. Uh, Kent, right. your thoughts on the last four games. Do we see Chad Henney? in that week 17 game <laughs> man Pete, you're just gonna steal my jokes man like what is this? I, maybe i'm just maybe i'm just really predictable that might be it but i mean i think i'm looking at this last quadrant and i'm looking at the schedule in its totality i do think the chiefs are really well positioned for the entirety of this thing because they're their cold weather games quote unquote are basically however cold it's going to be an arrowhead you know right. there's really not a mm -hmm. ton of games where you know, I think you could talk about like maybe the Jets on November first. Maybe the oh no, the Jets is at home anyway. The Broncos, the Broncos on October twenty fifth. Week seven feels like the last real chance for a real cold weather game outside of Arrowhead. So 
I like that. Um, the Falcons, I keep an eye on the Falcons though in week 16, I, they could be playing for something that late in the season that yeah, could, could potentially, be. there's a very good chance that that could be a team that's fighting for a playoff spot. I wouldn't look past them, but if you take care of the Falcons, then Chad Henney gets to beat the chargers in week 17. I don't remember what year it was. Quick weather point for you. Some a hot weather take. I don't remember what year it was, but I think the Chiefs opened against the Titans and it was one degree. And then the next week it was like something like 55 degrees. So Arrowhead is a little unpredictable when it comes to weather, Kansas City in general. So that's, that's something to keep in mind. I want to go back through quick. If you have one and you could say no at this point, but if you have one, when you see this schedule, what is your early, super early changeable well we won't set this in stone but what do you think the record is right now matt really quickly do you have a record 15 and 1 with the only loss being against the chargers at home as we rest our starters (laughs) (laughs) and the chargers are just trying to save face anthony lynn trying to save his job let's go to craig craig your early record prediction I'm going to do 14 and two. I'm going to say the bills and that late saints games are the stumbling blocks here. I think the chiefs handle business the rest of the way. Kent. 14 and two, same exact losses as one Craig staff. Copy copying me. Go Let's back. Go. I got receipts from the lab. <laughs> I got receipts from Wednesday, Craig. Don't try this with me. We have a we have a lot of podcasts you can go back and listen to on this channel as well. So <laughs> you can go ahead and do that. Uh, John, your record prediction here? I'll be a little less optimistic. I'd say thirteen and three, uh, but I'm not prepared to say which games. But you know they could easily do better than that. I like this team so much. I wonder because. With the Clyde pick, I just wonder if they can get back to the 2018 version, which was rolling teams. I don't know if I can say 16-0 again. A, I did it last year. And B, (laughs) I just think this is a stretch of death. I think Chargers, Ravens, Patriots, Raiders, maybe they're a little bit on the upside. Then you have short rest against the Bills, another division game against the Broncos. I just don't think you're getting out of there perfect. So I'm going to say 15-1. I think I think they have a loss, a blip there. I don't know what game it is, but they get out of it. Any way you put it, though, with all of our records that we predicted, you're probably getting that sole bye week in the AFC, and that's a a good a good feeling as you take in this on schedule night. Thank you to Kent Swanson, Matt Lane, Craig Stout, John Dixon. I think this was a good idea. We're going to have this big podcast mashup for big events like this in the future. Uh, so stay tuned for when that is. Next time we'll join you as a program will be the laboratory with these folks on Monday morning, 11 a.m. Enjoy the schedule. Have a great weekend, Chiefs fans.